Blog Talk Radio. say good evening and give honor to God who is the heat of my life and give honor to uh, Apostle Mercer for allowing me to be even be on this station. I just want to thank you all so much for listening, the one that's listening and the one that's going to listen. Um, and tonight we're going to, um, I'm going to be preaching some and I'm going to be teaching some and I'm going to not take you as fast as I've generally been taking you all because I want you all to understand what I'm saying and what I'm about to do that God is going to do through me tonight. And at this time, I'm going to uh, ask my wife to come and open up with prayer, and she's going to be doing the scripture also. So until I get back again, now you will hear from my wife. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord God, hallelujah. I give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I just thank you right now, Lord God. I thank you right now, Lord God, for being my son in the, on a shiny day, Lord God. I thank you for being my, my, my rain, Lord God, on a cloudy day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the for the shelter over my head, Lord God, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for being my healer, Lord God. 
When I need a doctor, Lord God, you are my doctor, Lord Jesus. When I need a lawyer, Lord God, you are my lawyer, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I praise you right now. I give you all the glory, Lord God. Hallelujah. For you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for being my sustainer right now, Lord God. I thank you right now for being a wheel in the middle of a wheel, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, right now, Lord God who you are, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, Lord God, because you're so worthy, Lord God. You're so worthy, Lord Jesus. And I know, Lord God, I can't do without you, Lord God. We can't do without you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And we just say, have your way, Lord God. Have your way, have your way, have your way today, Lord God. In us and through us and around us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for your precious blood, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, for the cross. You went up on that cross, Lord God, hallelujah. And you and you gave it all. You gave it all. You was the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice for us, Lord God. And I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you, Lord God. I just want to say I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. I worship and adore you, Lord God. Yeah. I just want to say, Lord God, I love you. I love you. I love you more than anything. Hallelujah. Yeah. I love you, Lord God, more than silver and gold, Lord God. I love you, Lord God, more than houses and land, Lord God. I love you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. just want to say to you all tonight that God is still on his throne. God is still good. God is still passing our blessings one by one. And all we got to do is reach out to him and he will uh, come to our rescue. Somebody might be lost this evening and need to just hear a word from God. And as I began to 
preach and teach God's word tonight, I want you to reach out to him. Look beyond uh, every fault that has been in us, around us, uh, we have done, and, and look to Jesus because Jesus looks beyond our faults, and he sees our needs. And our needs is many tonight. And as I begin to preach and teach, I want you to just open up your mind now. Open up your heart to Jesus and, and just meditate. Put everything else behind and look forward to what the Lord going to say to you tonight through his messenger. And as he speaks, I want you to reach out to him and he will come to your rescue. Most holy God, our heavenly Father, it's again that I got to call on you. Because, Lord, I can't preach without the Holy Spirit coming. Lord, right now, as I begin to go into your word, to teach and preach your word, Lord, as you said, in season and out of season, I want you to anoint me afresh. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, I want you to pick out anything that will try to hinder your word tonight from being delivered. Lord, right now, as I began to enter in your word, I know that you said you would be with me always until the end of the age. I give it to you tonight, Lord. I speak, and Lord, that I need you to speak through me to your people. And as you speak to me through your people tonight, I want them to be on fire for you, Lord, because, Lord, you are the answer to all of our, our problems and all of the things that we go through in this world. You are the answer, Lord. And through you, Lord, we can do all things, Lord. Without you, we can do anything, Lord. But now, Lord, as I invite my listeners to come and, and hear what you have to say tonight, I pray, Lord, now you just hide me behind this secret desk and let these hear your listeners, let these hear your people uh, uh, see you and not even hear me, Lord, in a way. Hear you speak tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and for your sake, I ask the Lord, now come down and go with us to this, to the word, Lord. And I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Yes, thank yes. you, Lord, for what you have done in my life. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on another day. Thank you, Lord, because if it had not been for you, I don't know where I would be. I'd be like a ship without a sail. Lord, if it wasn't for you, Lord, I couldn't even speak, Lord, without you speaking to me. I can't walk, Lord, without you walking with me. Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, that somebody will be on fire for you. Somebody will give their life to you tonight because this world is not our home. We are just passing through. We are sojourners, Lord. We are sojourners, and we are not, this is, this is not our resting place. This is not our final state. This is not where we're going to be. Lord, right now, I just want to thank you tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your wisdom and your understanding. Lord, now as I go into your word, I pray, Lord, now that you just concentrate me. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and for your sake, I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Down through my years, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, down. Through my years, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, down through my years, the Lord has been good to me. Uh, oh, he's been good. He's been good. Uh, so good to me. Oh, he woke me up. This morning uh, started me on my way. Uh, oh, the Lord woke me up this morning uh, and uh, started me on my way. Uh, oh, he's been good. He's been good. Uh, so good to me. Oh, down through my years. Mm-hmm. The Lord has been good to me, oh, down 
through my years. The Lord has been good to me. Oh, he's been good. He's been good. He's so good to me. Yes, yes, oh, yes. he put clothes on my back. Oh, the Lord has been Ooh. good to me. Oh, he put clothes on my back. Oh, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, he's been good. He's been good. So good to me. Oh, he put running in my feet. Yes, yes the yes. Lord has been good to me. Oh, he put running in my feet. Ah, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, he's been good. He's been good. So good to me. Oh, down through my years. My Lord, the Lord has been good to me. Oh, down through my years. The Lord has been good to me. Oh, he's been good. He's been good. So good to me. Oh, he's been good. He's been good. So good to me. He's been good. He's been good, so good to me. Hallelujah. 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 Down through my years. Jesus. The Lord has been good to me. I feel my help coming on now. He's so good, so good, so good because he 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 sets high and, and he looks low and he he's there for me when I need him the most. And tonight I'm going to be talking for just a little while. And I'm going to use uh, my text is coming from Acts, the second chapter, one through four verses. And But I'm going to use for a title or subject or theme or thought tonight, where the spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is. I'm going to repeat that tonight. So I don't want you all to miss out on that. Where the spirit of the Lord is. Is and in the in the book of Acts is talking about uh, 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 where that on the day of Pentecost when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord and they were in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues. And as the Spirit gave them utterance, they began to speak with other tongues. And as the Spirit gave them utterance. And as I said tonight, I'm going to be focusing, focusing on the title of this, uh, these scriptures tonight, Where the Spirit of the Lord is. And we find that in the book of Acts, the second chapter, it records an awesome historical event that changed the church forever. The coming of the Holy Spirit into the life of the church on the day of Pentecost. It happened just as definitely as Jesus' birth and Jesus' resurrection, and the believers were never the same after that day. The church really became the church at Pentecost. We don't need Pentecost again as such, just as we don't need Jesus' birth, death, or resurrection to occur again, but we constantly need the person of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, my sisters and my brothers. It's just not the Holy Spirit. It is a person because it's in, in God's Godhead. 
You see, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that is all three mixed up trinity. But here it happens. It, it happened the church will really became, the church really became the church at Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit is in control of our lives. The Holy Spirit is in control of our church. In Acts 2, uh, chapter, uh, the second chapter of that scripture, it has much to teach us as a church. If we are to know the spirit of Pentecost, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is something spiritually sorry about. This is the story of the church through the centuries. This is the message to you, all of us, to you tonight, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is. There are four results. There are four results. The first one that I'm going to be focusing on tonight is the presence of the Lord. And I I want you to know tonight that we can't even worship God without his presence being in the midst of us. We can worship him halfway, but we God wants us to not do 99%. He wants us 100%. And so the presence of the Lord is my first point here. There was a sudden, sudden strange awareness of supernatural happening. A sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the house where the, where, where the Christ followers were waiting. And the tongues of men were on fire. And it came to rest on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in unknown languages, not previously learned. The crowd that gathered around them, they heard them speaking and band together in amazement, because they were amazed at those sounds that were coming out of their mouths in unknown tongues. A very special moment here tonight in God's eternal plan was taking place. The coming of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was entering our new temple. And that new temple tonight, it wasn't the building that the Holy Spirit was entering in. It was the believers. And the tabernacle was just an empty tent until Exodus. Look at Exodus 40 uh, chapter and, and the 34th verse. It says, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The temple of Solomon was an empty building until first kings came on the scene. 8, 10, and 11. Cloud filled the house of the Lord. And now in the New Testament, the Lord has filled a new temple. Not one of skin, not one of tapers, not of stone and ointment, but his new temple is the church. Uh, Christ is the foundation. And, and the born again believers are the living stones in that church. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit began to indwell in all believers. Just as the glory of God had filled the tabernacle and the temple with his just as an awesome presence, he indwells in the church because he dwells in each believer. See, what happened here I'm talking about tonight, the church is made up of baptized believers, and that makes the church. The building don't make the church. It's the baptized believer to the building and that God has assigned us to be uh, the building that we should worship in, the tabernacle, the holy place, 
but we as baptized believers mix up the church. Yeah, as I move on, just a little further. He indwells the church because he indwells in each baptized believer in a personal, ultimate way. See, God is personal to us. Every one of us, when God says, I stand at the door and knock and any man hear my knock and open up the door and and let me come in and I will sit with him and he'll be with me. That's a personal relationship with God. We uh, can't, everybody, uh, 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 God comes and knocks on everybody's door heart. And every one of us has to open up our own door to let him come in. It's not a combined thing. It's a personal thing that we've got to do to let him come in. So, yeah, that's where we become so holy, so uh, 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 understanding tonight. And see here it is personal to those who sense something wonderful is happening. You see, when God, Jesus, comes in, and we let him come in, then wonderful is taking place. It is perplexing to many who do not know the Lord. But then to those that know the Lord, it will be a wonderful and a personal thing that's taking place. But now as I move on a little further, and I'm going to take my time a little while, as I move on from this, my second point tonight is the power for evangelistic. Power. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in Jesus all by himself. Because Jesus don't need us, but we need him. We can't even walk without him holding our hands. We can't even talk without him allowing our tongue to still move in our mind. And we know that Jesus is our all in all. But here, my sisters and brothers, the day of Pentecost, it reveals that the Holy Spirit used and blessed two primary methods of evangelism. The first method is personal witnessing. You find that tonight, my sisters and brothers, shall receive the power after Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnessing unto me. Acts 2 and 4 says, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with our tongue. Then verse 11 says, we do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful work of God. The early believers did not receive the fulfillment of the Spirit to give them a spiritual uplift, but rather to make them powerful and equip them for service. Not all of us have the gift of evangelism, but every Christian, listen here, my sisters and brothers tonight, listen to this and, and hear what the Lord is saying tonight. But every Christian is a witness being filled with the Spirit perceived personal witnessing, Acts 4, 31. You see, all of us as Christians, we are witnessing. We should go and, and, and teach and preach God's word because we are witnesses. And the second method is half a preaching. You see, Acts 2 and 14, I'm bringing it down a little bit. Acts 2 and 14 refers to Peter preaching where he stood up and raised his voice. He preached powerfully 
with the spirit in control. We can't preach, Lord have mercy, without the spirit coming and uttering us and, 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 and telling us, showing us that when the spirit shows up, it picks up my sisters and my brothers who is listening tonight. It picks us outside of ourselves and put us in the realm of the Lord. The spirit takes hold of us. If we are no longer of ourselves, we no longer acting like ourselves because the spirit is leading and directing us in the way that we should speak and what we should speak, how we should speak, how we should love, how we should treat our fellow man, how we should live a godly life, the spirit. Don't you know when we can't even speak? The spirit only speaks to you here tonight. You see, as I move on, preaching leads people to repent. Isn't that all right tonight? You tell me here that you 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 you, you set back on on, on on the way that you God leads you, and you, you tell me that 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 a uh, 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 powerful preaching leads people to repentance, because it tells me here. In the second chapter, 37 verse, it tells me this. And then such preaching is anointed. See, you're anointed by God when you preach uh, the way God wants you to preach. That's found in second uh, Acts, Acts, the second chapter, and the fourth verse. Such preaching is bold, found in second uh, Acts, the second chapter, 22 to 24. 36 verse. See, we have to preach boldness. See, Jesus didn't back down. Jesus didn't back down. Paul didn't back down. He preached with boldness because when you got boldness, you don't have no big eyes, no little you. You're not afraid of what they're going to do, if they're going to kick you out of the church or, or keep you in the church. You've got to preach boldness. You preach God's word in season, out of season, ungossarated gospel. You preach it the way it is in his word. You can't sugarcoat it. we got so many preachers and so many pastors and so many lay leaders. They are sugarcoating the word because they don't want to get uh, put out to church, or they don't want to 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 feel like the, the mammals is not going along with them. But the only way that souls is going to be saved tonight, you got to preach boldly, and you got to stop sugarcoating the word of God. Give it to them just like it is, because God says, "My word is sharper than a two-edged sword." When it cuts. To the bold, the bower of the bold. That's what it's for. If we stop sort of sugarcoating it, don't give it to them right, it ain't going to help them be converted. It's not going to help them to repent. It's not going to help them. They're going to keep on doing what you're doing, but you got to go way down. You got to go way deep. You got to go down. Let that word go down into the barrel of the bones. And then they're going to get up and say, Lord, what must I do now to be saved? I tell you, you got to stop my sisters and brothers, my preachers, my, my, my lay leaders, my pastors. Stop sugarcoating the word. Get it to them like it is. We're living in a time now where the day is not promised to us. We're living in a time now where Jesus is on his way back. We are living in a time now. This is the last days. You've got to give it to them now because God don't want to see no one lost. God wants to see all of us saved. In the only way that salvation is going to come to them, we've got to stop and stop and stop sugarcoating God's word. Here is powerful in the word of Jesus. Then it says such preaching. Is Christ's honor. Acts 2, 22 and 24. Such preaching is Christ's honor. See, when we preach like that, it honors. Christ honors the, that, the way that we are preaching. Uh, and it says that the Holy Spirit still honors these methods of evangelism. 
the Holy Spirit. Well, you see, I I, I hear people say that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit, it rests, rule, and abide within us. And the Holy Spirit will show you all things. The Holy Spirit will keep you in perspective with the Lord. So what I'm saying here is, everybody that says, I'm a born-again Christian, something is wrong with that picture when you don't uh, treat your fellow man right. Something is wrong with that picture when you don't love like you should. Something is wrong with that picture when, 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 when you turn your back on the one that you see and you're proclaiming to, to love the one that you can't see. But God says in his word, I'm going to give it to you tonight, like God said. God says in his word, how can you love someone that you've never seen and hate someone that you see day by day? You're the liar and the truth is not in you. That's the word tonight. That's the word. I'm giving it to you, not sugarcoated, just like it is. So you got to go back to the old man mouth. Tell me, you got to fall on your bending knees. Tell me, you got to you got to pick up, uh, have a little talk with Jesus. Uh, you uh, tell me that you got to ask Him, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Because we got to turn around, get back on the right road. Because something is wrong with that picture. We got to love like Jesus loved. Jesus said, greater love than this that no man has, that he would lay down his life for his friend. My third point tonight is the victory of the harvest. The victory of the harvest. Still on Pentecost. Pentecost was called the feast of harvest and celebrated the summer harvest. Even on that day, as recorded in the book of Acts, that the Holy Spirit harvested 3,000 souls. The number itself was it's, uh, because that was exactly how many were killed on that day that Moses brought the law down from Mount Sinai and found the people wrestling golden calves and the latter killed. Church, listen here tonight. The latter, I'm telling you, the latter killed. But the Spirit gives life. The latter kills, but the Spirit gives life. This is the age of the spirit, still harvesting souls. We are still under the order of Pentecost. I want to bring to your attention tonight a man called George Winfield. He saw 30,000 converted in the revival in America. In 1858, the revival, about 60,000 people were saved each week through a man called Billy Grant. His ministry, 3.2 million came to Christ. The harvest of the Holy Spirit is seen throughout the world. The same way it came then, it can come now. If we do what we're supposed to do as Christians and as ambassadors, as as apostles, as, as as not only that, as as as, as 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 disciples, people will be saved. The harvest of the Holy Spirit, Lord have mercy, is seen throughout the world, and we can see it today. All we got to do is go into the highways. By way to preach God's word. All we got to do is stop uh, chocolate coating the word and touch 
on what God want us to touch on. God want us to raise up those ones that are lost. God want us to go out and find that lost one. See, there was a, 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 a shepherd that had uh, a hundred sheep, and the Bible, my Bible tells me that he, he, he lost one of those, and, and, and he went and left the 99 behind, and, and, and he went searching just for that one lost soul. I tell you, if we can just get that one lost soul home, and get that one lost soul saved. Our work, our work will not be in vain. God want us to save souls, not drive souls further in the deep. God want us to raise them up. God want us to put their foot where they're supposed to be on a solid rock. God want us to go and collect. You see, I tell you, God want us to do like the feastman's done in the old days. They had feast all day long. Had me be caught a drop of fish. And it tells me that Jesus came on the scene. And Jesus spoke to them, to cast out into the deep. And as they cast out into the deep, tell me that their nets were so full that they began to break. I tell you, that's what God wants us to do. Cast out into the deep and get that soul that's lost. God wants us to deep way down in the deep. Go in the deep ocean. Go in the highways and byways. Go into the, these homes. Go into the places where alcohol is served, alcoholistic. Go into where the drugs is at. Go and do these things because that's where we find that somebody needs to be saved. If we got to get ourselves to go out yonder into the highways, into the byways, Bring them home. Those boys are lost, my sisters and brothers. But those boys are lost. They don't have no friends in the world. They are all dependent on alcohol. They are all dependent on drugs. Because they are lost. We got to be the one to go out and collect them. Bring them back. They are gone straight off. We got to bring them back. And all the way we're going to do that is through the Holy Spirit of God. Yes, through the Holy Spirit of God, it will show you all things, make you all things. It will make you do all things in the name of Jesus. I tell you, somebody tell you tonight, you, we got to deep, we got to launch out, launch out, launch out, launch out in the deep because somebody is lost out there. Somebody don't have a mother. Somebody don't have a father. Somebody don't have a friend. Somebody don't know Jesus. Somebody's lost. We got to reach way down. And we got to pick them up. Put them back together again. Just like Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. But all kings horses, all kings men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. We got to reach way down and pick them up and place them on that solid rock. Because that solid rock that I'm talking about tonight, that solid rock that I stand on is Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is that solid rock. That's what's going to get this thing in order now. And I'm moving on now. I'm almost through. But I'm moving on. Let us look at my fifth point here. It's a pattern of doing God's work. Pattern of doing God's work. The mosque of a church that does things God's way, I'm going to slow this down, are found in Acts 2, 41 and 47. I'm going to repeat that. The mosque of a church that does things God's way are found in Acts, the second chapter, 41 and through 47 verses. The first thing is brought to my attention is the atmosphere. The atmosphere, the new believers, you see, have a faith and a reference of the Lord and awareness that God was at work. New believers, you hear, you hear the word tonight. 
times of fair, but a reference of the Lord and awareness that God was where? At work. And now as I go to my next one, is activity. Activity, these is what I'm talking about is the pattern for doing God's work. The first one is teaching. You find that in, in verse 42. The second one is fellowship. Find that in 42 uh, through 46. And then the third one is breaking a brain. 42 and 46. It including fellowship meals and the Lord's Supper. And now the fourth one is, this is doing God's work, my sisters and my brothers. The fourth one is prayer. You find that in 42. You know, prayer is the key to the God kingdom. And don't you know God has to allow the doors of our prayer by asking our prayer. So it is very uh, important to have a praying church because we're praying, we're families that pray together. My Bible, my understanding, my uh, uh, physical knowledge teaches me that they will stay together. You see, prayer is the key. But God got that key to unlock the door. Now, attitudes, my Lord. Isn't that already? Attitudes. My first one is generosity. You find it in verse 44 through 47. Generosity. We've got to have generosity to be doing God's work. Then the second one is the oneness of the Spirit. Be oneness of the Spirit. There is no somebody, big I or little you. We all was in the Spirit of God if we had that in one of the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us. So we are as one and there is no division. You see what I'm talking about here. Then the third one is gladness. Gladness. Be glad. Be glad in, 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 in everything because gladness is found in the verse 46. We must be glad. You see, now, but the fourth one is praise. Found in verse 47. Praises. It's very important to have a praising church, praising spirit. Because when praises goes up, my Bible teaches that blessings come down. You know, a, a closed mouth cannot be fed. You've got to open up your mouth and ask and praise him like you should. Lord, have mercy. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid because if nobody else praise him, you praise him in the house. Praise him in the morning. Praise him at the noon day. Praise him at night. Praise him all day long. And I guarantee you, God will continue sending blessings. Blessings. Blessings after blessings. My sisters and brothers, keep on praising him with somebody uh, tell you, oh, you should stop. Don't stop. Keep on praising him. It praises God. Then, five is faith. You find that in 47. Favor him. Favor him. I, I tell you, we're talking about Jesus. We got to have faith in him. Lord, how much? We can't treat him like he's just anybody. Because just anybody 
didn't come down through 42 generations. Yet anybody didn't come down to die on the cross. Uh, just anybody didn't pick up around. Just anybody didn't uh, 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 hang there all day long. It was Jesus, and he was more than just anybody. He was more than just a conqueror. He was more than just a man. He was the man. He was the spirit. He was the living. He was the dead. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Favor him because he deserved our faith. He died, went to Joe's bar too, stayed there three long days, got up with all power in his hand, went down beyond the grave. My Lord, have mercy. He fought with the devil again. He took the keys to hell and the grave. And he took the keys and he got up that gave us a resurrection of life. And now, oh my Lord, he got on up. Did nobody get him up? These long clocks didn't get him up. He got up on his own and went on up yonder in the heaven above. And I'm so glad that he's sitting there now on the right-hand side of the Father. He's making intercession for all of us today. I'm so glad. He's there. He's there. He's not dead. He's alive. He's there. He's there, my sisters and brothers. And as I begin to go to my seat, I want you to know, during this time, Friday, Easter, Friday's going to roll around. Good Friday. It is good because Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for our sins. And as he paid it all, now we have to have the right to the tree of life because of his paid it all for us. And all we got to do now is hold on. And we know that a change is going to come. At Easter, that's very important in the church, too. We overlook that sometimes. I told you tonight I'm going to preach something. I'm going to teach something. This is a lot of teaching. At Easter, we find that in verse 41 and 47. And the Lord continuously builds his church. As the church grows, believers join together in a spirit of excitement. But I want to leave this with you. And I'm about to get ready to go to my seat. It is not the size of the church that counts, but the working of the Spirit of the Lord touches us with the freshness of the Holy Spirit, working us and through us for your glory. It is not the size of the church. It's the Holy Spirit that's working inside of us, through us, for his glory. That is an addition to the church. And tonight, as I go down from here, I want to open the door of the church tonight. There might be one that don't know God I don't know Jesus, uh, and they are need to turn things around in their lives. They need a better life, and they need to be saved. I'm inviting you tonight to come and drink from this fountain that will never run dry. This fountain is Jesus. He has water that we don't have to draw from the well. He has water that will spring up into everlasting life. My sisters and my brothers, whosoever will, Jesus says, let him come. He said, drink from the fountain that will never run dry. If you don't know him, according to your then it's time for you to get those things off and come running to Jesus and tell him, what must I do, Jesus, to be saved? All you got to do tonight, 
is believe in your heart that Jesus died for our sins, he was raised for our resurrection, and he is living on the right-hand side of the Father. And don't you know, I believe that you will be saved. If you acknowledge him, just believe on him. And believe on him. Believe that he is who he is. The Jesus of all times. Jesus, today, yesterday, and forevermore. And you will be saved. At this time, I'm going to go down from here now. Because my time, you ready to run out on me. But I tell you, before my time runs out, I'm telling you, all of our time is going to run out one day. And if we are not right, we are not right today. We better take this time to get it right with Jesus. The only way we're going to get it right with Jesus, we got to turn around. We got to turn back. We got to turn around from what we, where we are. If we're not in the place where he wants us to be, we got to turn back forth and, and, and get back on the right road. Because there are two roads. If you're not right with him, you're on the Broadway. The Broadway going to lead you to destruction. But if you're right with him, you're on the right road. That's the now road. You see, on the broad road, you got to turn around. you got to exit. You can turn around and not cause an accident. But when you get on the down road, it's a straight-through road. You can't turn around on the down road. Because God says it is right. I got to leave this with you. I've got to go there. Because I feel, I feel something getting to come on there. But I, I got to get out of here. But I, I, God says it is right that if any man that put his hand to the gospel plow and look back, if that fit for my kingdom, I see what God is saying here. You start on this journey. As Paul says, I'm going to press on to the high mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to press forward. And as I press forward, everything, everything, everything going to be all right. Here tonight. Here tonight, where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, we got to be all right. Is the Spirit of the Lord tonight where it should be in your life? Is it where it should be in you tonight? And before I go, I want to leave my telephone number. My telephone number uh, is 804-313. 5877. That's 804-313-587. If you need just somebody to talk to, call me up any old time. And I will answer. That's Reverend Wright. Call me. And Jesus will answer you through me. It enables you. You have a blessed night now. Go in peace. Go in peace. In fellowship one with another. Because God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is our strong power. In the name of Jesus tonight. Go! Tell the world. That may the grace of the Lord Savior Jesus Christ rest through the Bible as he be forever and forevermore. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm not a human 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.